0: Uh, this is your first time with us at Celebrate. Uh, you are most welcome. It's um, our goal for you to feel completely um, at home, completely um, comfortable. Um, so if at any point, even while I'm in the middle of, of, of doing what I'm doing, if you want to make yourself a drink, please feel completely Uh, liberated. Um, We want you to feel at home. Um, uh, My name's John, for those of you that know me. For those of you that don't know me, uh, my name's uh, King Charles.
1: (laughs) You're not going to get away with that. (laughs) And
0: it is a joy to be with you this morning. You may not know this about me. But when I was growing up and I was very young, uh, we had it quite hard. Um, when it was cold, there'd be seventeen of us who huddled round a candle. There's only four of us in the family, so I don't know who the other thirteen people were. And when it was really cold, our dad would light the candle.
1: <laughs>
0: he always said we got on his wick. But now. <laughs> Now, life's got better. Uh, Tough audience. Now life's got better. (laughs) Um, uh, I've been able to, to do much more, uh, and um, again, some of you may not know, but I've started Pilates, um, or Pilates, as I call it, um, and on the first class, uh, the teacher asked me, um, how flexible are you, I guess, to know which, which kind of class to put me in, I said, well, I'm pretty flexible, but I can't do Tuesdays. Anyway, there's nothing like humour, and that's nothing like humour, so it's very
1: That's the best one. Um, I'm going to ask
0: you to do some work this morning. So you'll be getting up and and moving around and and hopefully uh, talking to each other and and talking to me. So what I want you to do while I'm getting set up um, is just find somebody you don't know. I know that's difficult here, but, but there might be somebody who you don't know and for thirty seconds, ask them three questions to get to know them. So thirty yeah. seconds, yeah, three <laughs> answers.
1: So You haven't got long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you probably had have- <laughs> most of the 30 seconds so it's probably time to switch over and for the other person to ask their questions. Okay, we're nearly ready to... Uh, Wind the questions up. So, you've got to know each other a little bit, so if we can wind the conversations up, I know that's really hard, come and find your seats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what questions were you asking each other? Where were you born? Yeah, that's a good question. What else? What's your name? What's your name? What else? I no, think no, no, no. family. yeah. What else? Hobbies. No, no, no. Hobbies, yeah, good. Shout them out. No, no. What do you do? Yeah? How was, Christmas? How was Christmas? That's a really good question. Did all of you ask what's your name? Who asked, who asked what's your name? Okay. Had you not known what their name was, who would have asked what's your name? names are really important <laughs> it's
1: interesting the
0: last song and and yeah let's just give it up for Viv to yeah. an incredible job hosting God's presence just being our lead worshipper and making it easy for us just to love on Jesus this morning and that's not we don't take that for granted so thank you Viv. Um, But names are really important, and we're going to come back to names a bit later on. But uh, this is church, so no swearing. And we're going to read from Scripture. So if I can have the first slide up, please, Stuart. Um, You can turn in your Bibles as you have them, um, or just read off the screen. Uh, Go to the first book in the Bible, which is Genesis, um, chapter 2. And this is reading from the New Living Translation, from chapter four, verse four. So this is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the earth, or the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. So the story of how everything that is, got to be how it is. Now the same passage, but from a different translation. Next slide, please. Now this is from the Orthodox Jewish translation. And I'm not going to attempt to read the words on on the screen. But I do want to draw to your attention a couple of words. In uh, verse 5, the word that was translated person, here appears as a name, Adam or Adam. Have you heard of that name before? And the word for soil or dust or land is very like it, Adama or Ha-Adama. So maybe there's something in the story of how everything got to be how it is. That tells us that mankind, that's all of us, are not just made from the dust or the dirt or the land, but we have a connection from the creator to the land. So we're not just made from the land, but we're made for the land. So, you being here, you have a purpose that's bigger than you. Remember the blessing that God gave humanity in the chapter. I think we can, we can probably lose the slide for the moment. Uh, the chapter that God, uh, in the chapter before, the blessing that God gave humanity after he had finished creation. Uh, in, in Genesis 1, it says, God blessed them and he said to them, Be fruitful. An increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it, rule or hold sway over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground." The way the words uh, rule over or subdue or hold sway have been translated often give a sense of dominating over entitlements that this earth and everything in it basically is just for us to use and use up however we see fit how's that working out for humanity at the moment if you've read a few newspapers if you've listened to the news recently it's not, it's not going so well for us. Oh, we lost power? Shouldn't done. Have the battery's gone. <laughs> nope. Um, are we yeah, I think we're good. I'll, I'll put it on the outside. But what kind of oh no, I think the batteries are. Dying. Bring it, bring it in. God has in mind when he's given humanity a mandate to rule the earth, rule creation. Ah, Yeah, Yeah, to bring order in where there's chaos. Now, God gives us some clues and in the book of Ezekiel he makes this indictment, he makes this accusation or criticism of how humanity particularly Israel um, and how the leaders in Israel have been ruling and it says in chapter 34 then this message came to me, that's Ezekiel, from the Lord, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel, give them this message from the sovereign Lord what sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks Shouldn't shepherds or leaders and therefore all of humanity feed their sheep? You drink the milk, wear the wool, butcher the best animals, but you let your flocks starve. You have not taken care of the weak, you have not tended up the sick or bound up the injured, you have not gone looking for those who wandered away and are lost. Instead, you've ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd and are easy prey for the wild animals. They've wandered through all the mountains and the hills across the face of the earth and no one has gone to search for them. So the sort of thing that we are seeing across the world that, that, that is happening to our world, God's world. Do we think God's happy with that? Not. From the picture he's painting through his prophet Ezekiel. That's not the sort of rule. That's not the sort of hold sway that God has in mind. See, when Jesus came and announced that he was king, he was going to rule. He was going to be a good ruler, a good king, a wise king. What kind of rule did he have in mind? Well... He used Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor not oppression not domination but good news he sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed He sent me to tell all those that mourn that the time of the Lord's favour has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. See, Paul, the apostle, writing in uh, the New Testament to to the Christians in Romans, gives us an idea about what the glory of this rule looks like and what happens To the earth when there is a wise, just and kind king on the throne. In Romans 8, verse 18. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. God will reveal who his children, that's you and that's me, who we really are. Creation is groaning and waiting to see who you really are. You owe the world a glimpse of who you really are. And that's not who you think you are, but who he says you are. See, when Jesus announced that the king had arrived, he was announcing it to the whole of creation, not just the people in the room. He was announcing it to the sheep in the fields outside. He was announcing it to the wheat that was waving in the wind. He was announcing it to the fish in the Sea of Galilee, which is why, when he turned up, they all came to to the shore. Why do you think it was so easy for him to send the disciples to go fishing? Because the fish had heard the announcement that there was a good king on the earth. So if you're part of humanity... And if you're not, please put your hand up. I don't see any of those hands. So you're all part of humanity. Then the poetry of Genesis doesn't just give you the idea that you come from the earth, but that you have a connection, a responsibility to care for a creation that is broken hearted. To care for a creation that is captive and in prison. Now, that is people. And I am very, very clear that our mandate is to care for broken-hearted people, people in prison and in captivity. But it's more than people. So creation is waiting for God to reveal who you are. Now we're going back to look at how he might do that. Remember when I asked you to find out about the person sitting beside you and how important finding out (coughs) what their name was? That was because names are important. You're made from the earth, you're made for the earth, and names are important. (coughs) Isaiah, the Hebrew prophet, we've already heard from him this morning, said something important. In fact, he said lots and lots of things (coughs) that are important. But one thing I want to draw to your attention here, he wrote in Isaiah uh, 64, and I'm reading from the voice translation, Isaiah 64, verse 8. Still eternal one, you are our father and name. We are just clay. We come from the land. We come from the earth. And you are the potter. Another name. We are the product of your creative action, shaped and formed into something of worth. So I want we we we, we believe declarations are important. So I want at this point you to all stand up. If you can, I invite you to stand up, put your hand on your heart, and make this declaration. I am someone of worth.
1: I am someone of
0: worth. Thank you. (coughs) Sit down. Or as the Apostle Paul puts it in Ephesians, this is reading from the Living Translation, Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now, I have brought along a few masterpieces for you to have a look at. So I'm going to invite you just to stand up and come and take a look. At the paintings, the tapestry, pots, or pot.
1: And they belong to me, I haven't, I haven't, haven't
0: painted many of them. So come take a look.
1: No. <laughs> I just appreciate it I it. I'm actually, actually i I'm you know, I, think space, but I can copy that. You
0: know I mean? I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no one was expecting to spend the morning in an art gallery this morning. <laughs> <laughs> When you come to celebrate, it's always something unexpected. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, did any of the paintings or or, or, or yeah. Uh, yeah. pictures yeah. Did any of them? Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: It's not not immediately obvious. Did you notice something about pots, pictures, the, the embroidery? Was there something that was, in fact, all of them are signed. They were all signed by the artist, this, this pot yeah, has a small signature on the bottom, uh, this, this is a, um, an embroidery done by my sister-in-law. See, there's a convention that started around the Renaissance, um, pieces of artwork to be signed. There was a move away from the the kind of cooperative guild where a work would just belong to a particular school and and a move towards celebrating um, individual human creativity. See, an artist's signature is a sign that they are proud to have their name associated with their work. They want everybody to know they are really pleased with what they've made. It's also a sign that the work is completed, that nothing else needs to be added to this work by anybody else. Some signatures are hard to find. The the signature on a couple is either on the back or underneath, so you have to pick it up and look. But just because you can't see it straight away doesn't mean it's not there. Each of us have been made from the land and were made by the eternal uncreated God, our Father. We are his masterpieces. We have been marked and signed by God. Each of us... Carries God's signature. See, God is not human and He's infinite. So, if we have the next slide. So, He has an awful lot of names to choose from. These are just some of the names that He's known by in the Hebrew scriptures. But as an infinite God, He has an awful lot of names. Have you ever
1: asked God, what name have you signed me with? What name have you marked me with? Remember, you're made from the land, you're made
0: for the land. (laughs) Names are important, and God
1: has marked you with his name. Names are important. Because they're an anchor. please. Names anchor identity. They give identity next slide,
0: please, a clarity. so they make clear and visible to everyone what that identity carries. They give identity consistency, like the name through a stick of rock. It doesn't matter where you cut it, the name goes right the way through. And it doesn't matter how you cut or connect with a person, the identity is still there. And names anchor identity in that they give constancy time and time and time again. No matter how often you connect with someone, their identity remains. Their nature, what they release in the world around them remains the same. The names anchor identity. They reveal the nature and character of someone.
1: Remember, you're made from the land. You're made for the land. As a masterpiece
0: created by God, you are marked with his name and you carry part of his name and his nature. So what name has God signed you? What do you carry? What aspect of the nature of the eternal uncreated one? being around with you every day,
1: everywhere you go, wherever you are cut, whoever meets you. These are not rhetorical questions. And before we
0: transition into our encounter where we are going to ask, Holy Spirit, what name am I marked with? I want to remind you that creation is eagerly waiting for the day when God will reveal his his children as they really are. So if there are any names or identities that you're carrying that don't belong to you that are false identities or fake names a name perhaps that you were called in the playground at school or called
1: by a teacher, or by friends, or by your family? Is there an identity that you are carrying that isn't yours? Have you been given a label by somebody that is false and fake, and is a lie? Well,
0: good news. Today, right here right now is a great time and a great place to reject the lie and to renounce every false name and every false identity. So I'm going to invite you to ask Holy Spirit.
1: So hand on heart, you know the drill. And again, just repeat after me, Holy Spirit, am I carrying a false name or a fake identity. If you heard yes, heard a name. Who gave me this false name or fake label? Again, I'm just gonna invite you and if we all if we all pray just to provide
0: uh, again momentum and, and safety and security for everybody. I choose, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. And I renounce the name and reject the
1: label they gave me.
0: I renounce, renounce the, name the, name and the name and reject the label they gave me. And I repent from any partnerships, I've made with it. any partnerships I've made with it. And I repent from
1: any false identity I've carried. And I repent from any false identity I've carried. Remember? You are made from the land. You are made for the land. Names are important. And God has marked you with his name. So I'm just going to invite everybody
0: to encounter Holy Spirit. So you can sit or stand or get up and walk around, whatever you feel comfortable with. Just hand on heart, ask Holy Spirit, what's the name
1: my Father God has signed and marked me with? What does that name carry? Remember, Holy Spirit is in you for you, and he's on you for the world. So what does that name give you? What do you carry? Knowing what you carry, whether in creation, Where in the land are you being sent? When you've heard you what you're marked with, what it means, write it down for at least the next forty days. Get it out each day and declare it movie. God has marked me with joy. God has marked me with power. God has marked me with healing and health. God has marked me with governmental authority. God, whatever it is, whatever it is you want, in my identity, whatever that is. Declare that over yourself every day for at least the next 40 days. I'm sure Stuart won't mind. I think those of you who who know his story um, a bit, I guess just an example of what this looks like. Stuart, you carry the day God is good. And wherever you cut it, where the life cuts it, that's what you see. God is good. And he carries into situations, encounters
0: with a good God. That has been Joe and my experience, is when rubbish has happened, particularly in this last year, Encountering Stuart is carried
1: encounters with a God who is good. Yeah. They carry peace and joy. So it's not surprising. People remark that around me, often people are happy. You all carry part of
0: the name and the nature of God. Remember, you're made from the land. But much more importantly, you're made for the land. You're made for the people around you. You're made for your streets, for the parks, for the, 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 the education systems, for the health systems, for the economy. You, you, you have a connection with this world around you.
1: Maybe some of you are made for Namibia, or for Tibet, or for New Zealand, or for California. I would like to be made for Orange County, California. Hey. So. And you carry, you're marked by part of the name and the nature of the uncreated eternal God. And that, that mark, that name gives you an identity so you carry something of God into the world. You have been, thank you for listening. I think our time is, is not finished completely because,
0: again, if there is there anybody who had any need, any physical need for prayer, if you have any need uh, for uh, and yet someone to pray, pray with you I think just probably turn to the person on the left or right get them,
1: they will pray for you and you'll see uh, the power and the reality <laughs>